1: You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you very much, Lisa. Welcome to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 76. Brought to you by our fine friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant out in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant. As always, if you see Jay cruising around in the Nation truck, snap a photo of it tag us along with Sherwood Ford. Use that hashtag nation truck and you'll be entered to win a hundred dollar gas card.
2: So I was thinking about something. Go ahead. Uh, ahead. Remember when we used to say it's the Sebastian Basalion podcast for every podcast. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, drew from Sherwood Ford hooked us up with Sebastian Basalion. Why don't we try and say it's the Wayne Gretzky podcast Mm. (laughs) and just say, just see if somebody could hook us up with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, yeah, I thought you 90. had a
1: number for 76. That's where I thought you were going. No, on this. He's just DCC giving us 23, 23 shows in advance to try and get yeah, someone to exactly. help us.
2: We just need we need help to get Wayne Gretzky on for the 99th podcast.
1: What we really need is a producer that's capable.
2: Oh, oh
1: sh- her net. Her, <laughs> net, her, <laughs> her. Uh, I love you, Tyler.
0: I also um, love I'm you. I'm trying to think of famous Oilers phone numbers I have that I could reach out to. Wow. I'm trying to think of. Ind- I okay. have. Couple. Out of the retired Straight numbers, flex. I got three in my phone. Dude,
1: How about that?
2: That's a flex. That what a is does Strudwick
1: X. wear 76?
2: No. 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 Corey Potter, maybe?
1: Corey Potter? There's a defenseman in my we head. We have got Brian Young is the only That's Edmonton Oilers. That's 76 in 2007, 2008. Well, 78, we know who 78 is. 77, there was a lot of players. Pouliot is at 78. 79 had a couple. Briz is the only one at 80. Oh, Briz off would be oh, a good guess. Yeah. Tyler, we need to get brisgala brian eight, young
0: yeah. is now playing in south korea it's oh, probably dope the asia <laughs> he league. still isn't putting up great numbers playing with the da- damn <laughs> young killer whales well, like
1: 63
0: yeah how old is he now? he's 33 only cool.
1: oh come on he's a young man what?
2: He, he's been in this career Kore- in the asia league since 2010 it's an up-and-coming league okay he's gonna turn it around he's playing for south korea in the world cup Oh, huh.
0: oh, yeah, he would be here. Eh? Wow, and he cool. still isn't putting up points with them. <laughs> Brian Young, hey, he well, stay at home okay. through and through. Well, yeah, I home defense the uh,
1: South Korean team is a powerhouse, and points come just like yeah. pouring that's, waterfalls that's for that's all of them. They don't, them. they don't
4: need them. They don't need to to add the offense.
1: I would love if he's just like the worst team. Well, uh, Tyler is checking the what? What league is this called? It's
0: just called the Asia League. All right. How do we get to standings?
1: So we're looking through elite prospects, the standings for Brian Young's team here in South Korea. There's another Canadian on his team, Brock Higgs. Oh, love Brock Higgs. No, is this? A you center guys center. remember Higgsy?
0: Higzzy, Higzzy, Higgs Boson,
2: best nickname. Drew
0: McIntyre. Hey, he he was around the NHL. WWE guy.
2: Yeah, I was going to say the wrestler, big time WWE guy. Oh, there's no A in. In, uh, Mac- hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's McIntyre.
0: He was in the NHL fairly recently as well,
1: actually. Wow. I assume he's brothers with Steve McIntyre because that last name is only for two people. Tyler is still looking around the I Asian don't know League. how to get the standings.
4: Steve McIntyre, oh, what a no. player that guy they probably, was.
1: They probably just hope everybody goes out and has fun. <laughs> League don't information. Have standings.
4: <laughs> no scoreboards. Facts. Yeah. Like we're not keeping track of points here. guys. That's
1: why Brian Young doesn't have any points is because they don't keep track of those things. They just want to have a good time. What is this? Yeah, there's a these are the team free-ups.
2: blades. What are these team names? The East Hokkaido Cranes. Oh, that's sweet. The Gangwon High One. PSK Sakhalin.
1: I like the Haiyang Hala. Or- Hala. <laughs> That Oilers, must mean like Oilers bear. in a
5: playoff
2: push, and here we are.
5: Nico uh, Ice. here we league. go. Um, <laughs> ah, the killer whales.
0: They're 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 coming off a semifinal loss, or maybe they did Oof. lose in the
2: semifinals already. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, they're uh, eliminated. Is the it's rough. Over? Oh, this is exit. over.
4: It's a rough exit. No, no,
2: it can't be because there's two teams left. Hola. Oh yeah. And Sakhalin. Oh, I'm so, all Holla. All right. Well, I'm next Holla. week we'll have updates. We should have a champion by next week. Should Absolutely. we bet on this? And it's not going to be Brian
0: Young. Five Canadians play in this league.
1: Tyler, if you're putting money down on the uh, and we know you are the Asia <laughs> League final, you take the over. Who you got? You got the Hala? F- uh, are the Eagles still in it? <laughs> Absolutely. You're looking. You're the one nah, that's looking
2: at the
0: standings. Well, I have it up on the screen for you guys. No, the Eagles are out as well. Uh, uh, probably Hala then, right? Yeah, Hala's
1: got it. Do you think well, it, the
0: other team just plays out of Russia?
1: Yeah. Oh. Ah. Do you think? Of well, course, they're going to think the Russian team because they don't want to lose, disappoint Poots. No, Poots is not going to let them wo- lose this.
2: Do you think? Do you think the Free
5: Blades at one
1: point were just the blades, and then
2: uh, they were the Free Blades <laughs> won four games this yeah. year. That's a rough goal.
1: Yikes! That is a ru- what is that? Could you imagine like, being a four-game winning, yeah. 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 four, four oh, yeah. winning streak? yeah, four-game winning streaks start the we
2: year did
0: off. It. We're up no. four,
4: four 0, out of game four. Yeah, let's go, guys.
0: There's some interesting facts. They have a 42 year old goalie and a 42 year old defenseman in the league.
4: Hey, so uh, we got chances to...
0: Alex Plant is in this league. Come on, he is a he Alex Plante, former
1: first round pick of the Edmonton Oilers. There yeah. are two former Oilers is playing this in our this development
0: league? league. He plays for Hala. He's in the finals. Oh I'm yeah, gonna oh he's oh, definitely going to win. Hala. Okay, I'm going to step Holla. aside for a few minutes. I'm going to try to find a way to contact him.
1: Yeah, we need okay. to figure out how to get. He's in the middle of a playoff rush. Asia. Are you going to call him right now? Champion.
5: It also looks like he's a dual citizen of both South Korea and Canada. That's That's dope. Good for him.
2: Hey. First round, 15th overall. That's
5: freedom of travel, friends. I like that. Good for him. That's what
4: the Aaron Smith trade got us. Mm. We'll have to get a jersey to hang up behind us here.
1: Absolutely. So that
4: no one can see it.
2: Come
1: on the podcast. Hala, for those of you that are not huge Asian League fans like the rest of us, (laughs) has got a sweet polar bear logo sweet polar bear logo i
2: thought you're just saying holla to people that don't follow the league <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should follow the league alex plant's there
2: this is the best episode we've ever done we should probably just end now i think we wrap it up thank you to skip the dishes
1: there is some news though today boys while tyler is looking how to get in touch with alex plant maybe he's got an instagram account Asia, Joe, no Insta, no in twitter podcast. oh good for him man Off no no social the grid off the grid Uh, today. Josh Archibald signed a two-year contract extension worth $1.5 million per annum. And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are in 59 games played. Josh had Mr. Archibald has 12 goals, eight assists for 20 points. He's moved up and down the lineup, killing penalties, throwing hits. He is, you know what? I would feel that his nickname should be honey badger more so than Yamamoto, but we can get to that. Tyler, do you like the signing?
0: How can you not love this signing, man? Like, it's a million and a half, so it's nothing. Even if he, like, falls off the face of the earth next season, you bury it, and it's really only 400K against your cap. But this guy, he can do spot duty in the top six. He can be a damn good third-line winger. He skates hard. He penalty kills. He can score at five on five. There's there's really not anything to dislike about Josh Hartzwald's game, and there's nothing to dislike about a two-year deal for him.
1: Counterpoint before we move on. G C W underscore 69 nice. says if he's playing third line minutes, it's a good deal. If he's playing fourth line minutes, it's a bad deal. Nicholas good. How do you feel about that? Uh,
5: no, I think Archibald is, is a fine depth signing, something that we haven't had in a long time. And I talked about earlier in the, in the season, having guys carry over on this team and not turn over, you know, 30% of the roster every summer is important. So glad to see him. Yeah. He can move up and play with McDavid when need be. And, and also be effective with Shahan on the third line. So I love it. Rick. Uh,
4: Yeah. I don't know what that guy is talking about. The third, fourth line 1.5. It's fine. We already know that the cap's going up uh, quite a bit, hopefully on the upper end of what we were told. So yeah, he fits in quite well. He's obviously, uh, he looks good on the ice. He had a rough start to the year and still has the points. He has right now. I'm all for it.
2: Yeah. when Yeah. When it comes to that guy's scale, it's like, well, yeah, but he fits in on the top line every once in a while. So that's fucking phenomenal. He fits in on the second line. That's a good. That's a good fit there. Although I hope they don't break up that line anytime soon. But yeah, he's a he's a great utility knife kind of player. And you got him for two years. And I think the true value of Archibald is going to come out in these this playoff run that we're going on. Um, everybody, knock on wood. Uh, that uh, that I think that he's the guy that you're going to get that Lucic kind of. That, that grit and that... You mean
1: absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> Nothing of value playoff whatsoever. Luchich.
2: Playoff Lucic, You're going to have a great player there that, that come playoff time, that $1.5 million is going to make Ken Holland look like a genius. You know How what about? they say? You
0: uh, make your money in the regular season, but you earn it in the playoffs. And I think that stands true of Josh Archibald.
1: How about Uncle Ken getting more work done here? He's just knocking off his to-do list here mid-season. He's going to have a casual summer. No, he's not. Sitting out by the lake. You know what he's got to do. You know Probably what he, ha- you know ahead, know what he has. To, you well, know what he has to do this summer. Of course, summer. I know what he has to do, and I want to talk about that because just this week, salary cap estimates for next year is eighty-four to eighty-eight point two million, which is a sizable bump. Let's get the big. Let's get the big one, please. It's time to extend my boy Ryan Nugent Hopkins because he has got one year left on his current deal. It was seven years, forty-two million dollars. Mac T signed it back in the day. It's time for an extension. This is obviously going to help. Yep. What are we thinking about for Nuge? Because right now he's on a heater to end all heaters. He's got nine points in his last four. He is pushing being a point per game player for the first time in his career. If he can get there, I'm going to be very, very aroused and happy.
4: You ever been aroused and not happy?
1: Uh, Well, sometimes, but that's a personal choice of mine, and I'd rather not discuss Uh, it on the podcast. Come on, bring it back.
2: Seven. If it has a seven in front of it, for me, it's a great deal. Years or dollars? Uh, Both, but dollars for sure. Yeah, I could see it. You know, he's at what
4: six right now, seven, seven and a half. I could probably get talked up to eight if we know what the cap number is, but I'd try and prefer to keep it like seven and a half.
1: He does have the one year left on this current contract. Caps going up. Hopefully, the next year after will continue to go up. Maybe I'm hoping seven point five to eight somewhere in there. Over seven, that'd be nice. I'd like to see a first time end to end Oiler, Nick.
5: I don't think it's anywhere below eight, eight million at all. Uh, especially he's at. The, you know, end of his twenties entering free agency for the first time he would get that on the open market for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah. I just, if the cap goes up with inflation, all that kind of stuff, I think 8 million is the bare minimum. If he's taking anywhere in the $7 million range, then that is a, a discount. Um, and that'd be nice, but I just don't see it happening. Also, we have to be careful about the cap going up and getting excited about that because there's a whole lot of factors that have to go into that. It's going to involve the players possibly having to agree to, uh, Except the five percent, uh, five million dollar cap escalator, it all works in this escrow bullshit and stuff like that. So, right now, it seems like a lot of uh, politicking by the NHL side as they enter new CBA negotiations, where it could kind of come out and make the players look like the bad guys by being like, "We wanted the cap to go up by five million guys, but players didn't want it." So,
1: that's I mean, kind of how it is. Yes. Right?
5: So I, I I don't know if it will be going up to eighty eight million. If anything, like maybe a couple. Couple That's million 86 bucks. 86 is what my would have been. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be like 83. Won't yeah. be that as much as we hope, but either way, Nuge has to get
2: signed. But is it, does, is a Leon Drysettle number, which I know is fucking ridiculous for what he's doing, especially right now? Um, could be a league MVP by that point. Should be a league MVP by that point. Uh, does that hurt Nuge's like negotiation ability, right? He's not, he's not Leon Drysettle. He's not the MVP of the league. He's
4: also only put up, what, 69 points? That's his career high. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So it's, uh, the offense is there definitely right now. We've always believed it would be there if they gave him two legit wingers or two guys to play on. But uh, So I think that kind of keeps him a little bit lower too.
0: Yeah, I have his numbers pulled up on the screen for you guys right now. As you said, career high, 69 points in 82 games. Nice. He, he, he'll, he might pass that this season. Should. Um, I think he's going to. On Puckpedia right now, you guys can see all the players making between seven and nine and a half million dollars like jeff skinner got that deal last summer after his breakout year in buffalo but i think everyone can kind of agree that was probably more of a bad signing and buffalo having to pay a lot to make sure that a guy didn't leave um the deal i'm looking at as a comparable is actually the one matt to signed this summer with the nashville predators he's a couple years older than nugent hopkins but i think it'll only be like an 18 month difference from when Duchesne was ufa to when nugent hopkins would potentially be a ufa and if you look at his career numbers like Career-high 70 points in 71 games back in 13-14 with the Avalanche. Um, it last it hit, In his final season, he had a really good run with the Senators, but then fell off with the Jackets. He got exactly 8 mil on a long-term deal, and I think mm-hmm. that's the number we're probably looking at for Nugent Hopkins. Somewhere between yeah. 8 and the 8.5 that Drysaddle makes. I think it'll be snuck right in there, and it'll probably be for seven years, but I, I, I think it'll get done. I, do you think it'll get done this summer? I hope They so. have to get
1: it done this summer. Really? To me, here, here's the way I look at it is in terms of getting it done this summer, Nuge is going to be coming off an absolute heater end of his season. So for him, that's a great time to negotiate a new contract. You never know what's going to happen with just health or any of that going into next season. Again, knock on wood. I want him to be healthy forever. Or he could bet on himself and say, look, I'm going to play with Leon and Yamo, maybe probably according to daily face off. That is the best second line in hockey. Does he bet on himself for another year thinking that he can surpass it and go over a point per game?
4: I, I I maybe but I, I don't think that he's that, he's that type of guy um, I could see him maybe just waiting just because you wait for the to your contracts up to get it done but I think uh, Holland's gonna sit there and just talk to him hey man let's listen let's get this wrapped up right now and then look at who's under the uh, under, under the umbrella for how long I also It'll think be it's you gonna- there's Lee on this corner you know there's gonna be so many guys this is a hell of a nucleus here we're building something here let's get this done and allow me to go sprinkle around the outside.
1: I also think it's going to be very important just in terms of being like, hey, Ryan, we need you here for the team to have some success. He's been through so much shit in this city just in terms of bad hockey teams. Like the Oilers have already passed their points total from last year. It's odd to think about it. We still got, what'd you say, Tyler? 14 games left? Yeah. But, you know, the guy's going to want to win. He doesn't want to just come fuck the dog and then bounce off to ride ponies for the summer. So they need to do a little bit of winning, they need to at least show these guys that we're moving in the right direction and I think that's nice that Holland is also getting some cost certainty at the lower end of the, the lineup as well knowing what he's going to have going into next year let's just lock him up I
4: don't see any reason why from Ken Holland's perspective that you wouldn't want to get it done right now
1: and Uncle Ken seems like the kind of guy who seems to be getting his things done now. He doesn't want to wait on a lot of these mm-hmm. things, so I can't imagine Nugent Hopkins would be any different. Keep Nugent forever. That's the story. That's the end of it. Right, Tyler?
0: Yeah, I think in a, and I think in a salary cap world, too, you want that certainty, right? You want to be able to look two summers down the road and go, all right, this is what I'll have to deal with then. Like, we already have all these guys kind of locked up and ready to go. And it could also have an effect on other long-term deals, right? Like, if they can get... Nuge locked up now and they go know that okay he's not going to be making more than eight million dollars then going and signing a guy like Ethan Baird to a potential long-term deal could also get easier
1: of course there's a lot of work to do a lot of work to do in the meantime it's time to check in on the Sherwood Ford giant question of the week giant, giant,
0: giant, giant. this week's Sherwood Ford giant question of the week which is brought to you by Sherwood Ford the giant out in Sherwood Park is which rookie has impressed you more this season Mm. is it Kyler Yamamoto or Ethan Bear? We floated it out on the socials, we made it our story as well, and the voting on our Instagram surprised me a little bit. 66% of our voters said Kyler Yamamoto, 34% of them said Ethan Bear. Offense sells tickets. Offense sells tickets, More I suppose. Too. Um yep. yeah, a recency bias potentially as well cuz at the beginning of the year Bear was great and he's managed to do it throughout the entire season. Kyler Yamamoto has obviously been a spark that's helped them get close to the top of the division as
5: well. So I guess we can just kind of go around the table on this one here. Nick? Uh, yeah, I think it has to be Ethan Bear. Um, no, no slight to what Yamamoto has done. He's obviously really helped balance the offense, but playing uh, on the wing on a second line is not as hard as having to play top four minutes defensively in the NHL. So I think it's Ethan Bear, And night in and night out, he plays way up outside of his uh, his age, what his age would show with his poise and some of his decision making. He makes his defensive partner, who just signed a two year extension, look like the uh, more of the rookie defenseman sometimes. So Ethan Bear is my choice.
1: In sixty eight games played, Ethan Bear has got five goals and sixteen assists with twenty for twenty one points. Doesn't get a whole lot of power play time, basically none. I'm still surprised that nurse is playing on the power play with Clef Bomb up, but that's another story. Kayla Yamamoto in 24 games played has 11 goals, 13 assists for 24 points. Rick, who has been more impressive to you?
4: Uh, I got to go with Nick here. On this one. And everybody knows how much I love Yam. He's done wonders for us. And if that short little while we didn't have him there a couple of games ago, we definitely noticed a difference in the lineup. But having said that playing defense at the amount of minutes he's playing against the guys he's playing against, it's phenomenal, especially, you know, his draft pedigree, where he came from, the fact that, you know, he didn't even get a taste last year, that he really just stepped up this year and grabbed it and grabbed the, the, the
2: bull by the horns and, and he's handled it very, very well, I think. Grabbed the brass ring. Well, I was going to say Ethan Bear, but that's boring, so it's, it's Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, for a guy that is just found money basically right We're Mm -hmm. we're the whole season we're talking about how we need secondary scoring we need some help on the wings and then all of a sudden we just pull yamamoto out of the out of the ahl at the absolute right time right rick and uh (laughs) and he comes in and he and he solidifies our second line gives us something to work with and then that this team at the end of december was looking like they were going to fall apart The, the this team last year in december Absolutely fell apart. The wheels came off and nothing could be fixed after that. Yeah. Yamamoto comes in. The The trend is the exact same way this year. Yamamoto comes in. All of a sudden, this team's right back in the mix. We're talking about possibly winning their fucking division right now. And Kyler Yamamoto is the catalyst that caused all that.
1: Can I so, just talk about Kyler's goal from last night? Unreal. He picked a fucking corner. Oh, yeah. Like there was no better place he could have put it.
4: There was no other place he could have. No other place. I mean, it was... It was
1: that, that spot or no hole, spot yeah unbelievable that anyway, thing got up
0: fast tyler what's your answer um ah man it, it is really really tight like both these guys have been so good um but i always say that defensemen are harder to find than than forwards and i do think that there is some recency bias to all those who voted for yamamoto because i mean ethan bear how long have we been clamoring for a top four right shot puck moving defenseman in this city since pronger left basically i'm not saying ethan bear is pronger but he's really giving us a really solid top four puck moving demon. It's something we haven't had in a long, long, long time.
1: Looking oh. at the answers on Twitter, we've got the fuck's his name, Dan. Ganj That
2: is Ganjolf.
1: <laughs> Both are great, but I give the edge to Bear because he owned his offseason mistakes to better himself and became who he is now. Jordan says it's gotta be Bear, but not by much. He came to training camp and had to have been the worst. Whoa. He came from training Whoa, camp man. and have been at worst a number four D man all year and for many games our number one. Yamo has been great, literally a point per game player that we brought in from the AHL, but it has only been half a season. Uh yeah,
4: yeah that's right. They're super close, but I think you just had you have to give it to the defenseman in this point.
1: And Burr Baccarat just says bear. Is
2: the uh is the Gange
5: uh like a stoner yeah, play it, on Gandalf? Yeah, I
1: think
2: it might be. I guess Looks like it, yep. It's clever. I want to yes. be his friend. Welcome. <laughs> But yeah, I think I just think the longevity thing is what gives Bear the nod, but I still think that Yamamoto is, is a big reason it's been why been phenomenal rounds happened.
1: Just to finish things off, I'm going to go with Ethan Bear as well because I think that playing defense in the NHL as a 22-year-old, probably thrown into the deep end of the pool out of necessity more than anything, mm-hmm. you got to give him credit.
4: He kind of played his way there, well, too. Yeah, right? There's or, nobody really on the team. Yeah. They didn't really put him there over top of anybody they all put everybody at the start him. line and he kind of just grabbed the spot
0: can you imagine where we'd be if that was Joel Pearson's spot at a camp or because Chris Bear Russell still? take this step
5: forward RIP yeah. R- Joel Man. keep forgetting about Joel Pearson uh, now
2: Anaheim Duck yeah.
1: Joel Pearson Yeah.
2: Huh.
1: Ethan Bear getting a lot of love except from Dan Dan doesn't like Ethan Bear okay
2: <laughs> Ethan. beef sells records <laughs> fucking Yamamoto the best <laughs> and Rick gave up on Yamamoto so fast
1: <laughs> Tyler Benson should be in the ECHL go
2: well I think
4: (laughs) he's gonna look pretty good up here next year who Benson is there even gonna be room for a man I think so yeah (laughs) because there's like the Jujar or the the whatever that's that rule probably gone too yeah exactly in that type of a role getting a guy out there with with, uh, offensive talent Mm -hmm. he would have even helped like last night there was times where I was like well just putting a guy out there with talent you know offensive side I don't know
5: about the chase on thing I think if Tippett has I honestly I don't know the guy was if Tippett has any Influence over Ken Holland's decisions, he's probably like, I love this guy. I don't know what it is. T- Tippett really seems to like Alex Jason. Well, how he, many
1: of us were in like the game against Dallas, or there's got a power play in overtime? Four you forwards. S- you see, which I like. I yeah, like. I was four fine. And but you see Alex Chase on out there, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Uh, no, because you had to, you had to you run
4: can, your normal power play, and then Connor was going to take his spot plus Bears, so you run your normal power play after that.
5: I was going to say before he can even get fuck out, he's scoring the goal anyway. So
1: yeah, uh-huh. and then like the funny thing about that was he had so much time. You don't often see. An NHL player with that much. Time. Well,
4: that defenseman had two options: go to him, leave the pass open, or try and block the guy who scored a billion goals in the last two years. Mm-hmm. He definitely. And like goalie, this is on you, bud. You can take the one million dollar uh, guy or the two million dollar guy, and I'll, I'll keep an eye on the MVP guy yep. over here.
0: Yeah, that was that was a tough spot to be in when Leon Dry settles perched on the like, bottom in of the circle spot. in his spot, waiting for that one timer to be like, ah, shit.
5: I gotta it's, give some uh, some credit to that Dallas crowd though. They were hot. That was a hot crowd that night. They were fired
1: up and into that game. Same with the Nashville crowd yeah. the night before. Man, that man, that's gonna be fun when we head down to Nashville next city,
4: year. Oh, I can't wait. That city, it's like Vegas too, right? And I, I take nothing away from what's going on inside because they do a good job inside. But they, it's not the inside the arena that everybody keeps keeps pumping their tires about like, yeah, they do a good job, but they don't do that great of a job. The fact is everyone's walking in, in like a seven or eight out of 10 <laughs> energy level already. And they're just, and they're just feeding with it. But what to, and that, that's why it's like, that's why it's different over here when, you know, it's a Tuesday in January, yeah. we're all frozen. Everyone's more like a four and a half and they come in, they sit down and
2: whatever. But I respectfully it, disagree though, because I think that,
4: but it's all the, the What same. the team
2: does is they, they use, they use screen prompts. They we use, do too though. They get, they get the crowd interacted with stuff. The chance that they do, they encourage that shit. There's, there's nothing to that here except for the, the, uh, the Freddie Mercury thing that the team's doing right now, or that chant thing where they're like, Hey, all fans from St. Albert cheer. Like they use their v- audio visual to him, but it gets just as experience.
4: quiet in there. Like when we started yelling yeah, shame, sure. when they got a penalty though, that, that
5: whole band over there, I could feel them staring holes in for us sure. because we could make race all out. I, I actually agree with Rick. I was shocked to see how little they actually do mm-hmm. in the arena with all the talk about how like, Oh, they're so good at production and pumping people up. Like, other than yet, the one thing that they did that I thought would, is cool is that the band starts doing a drum roll as penalties are being killed. Yeah. Which I thought that is cool. That, like that's, that. that's a cool interaction. But other than that, yeah, I I, I agree. Like it's the fact that they don't, don't do that. Everyone's much. excited. Everyone's
2: everybody's coming in with like an eight energy level, right? And at that point, it's fucking easy. But the pregame, the pregame stuff in Vegas, the music is eighteen decibels higher than. I don't think that has than, anything to do with it, though. Then, but you, and it does play into it that the fact that you're partying out on the strip and and all yeah, that kind of that stuff. You're and walking you in, and you're ready to I roll. Think the fact
5: that you're rolling around New York, New York, double-fisting white claws is what's getting. Hello, for sure. And it's I'm not saying that it should have, but it's not. Like, it's not like people are Nashville. I
2: don't think it's the audio visual prompting, like, but it's not, guys,
5: let's cheer now. But
2: are we going to pretend that Nashville has a bunch, just a bunch more drunk people on a Monday yes, night? Yes. Like, I they played so. on but a we're Monday gonna fi- night. We're going to no, find out, don't. though. It's a party town. Dan, it's Nash local, Vegas. Locals right <laughs> it's there. It's Nash Vegas. pint is right there. All these bars are there. People can drink if they want to, but they're, they're doing the exact same thing we are. They're coming from work and going to a Dan, game. Dan, what were you. What were you holding at the end of that Vegas game in your hand?
5: Yeah, that motherfucker Two is cups. big. Yeah, but how big was the cup you were holding? Three and a half uh, feet tall. Yeah, I don't know what Yeah, I don't know I, what I there think is. Yeah,
2: a- for sure. But i I also drink a I also drink a beer at Rogers' place, and I get crazy. But I just think. <laughs> but, but it's not. It's, not, e- it's not even. It's not, it's it not even us.
4: Though it's it's pretty much the it's the non it's the non fan fans that are there. There's people
2: that get there's people that get Euler games right now. They get actively angry if you're cheering. They just do. No, that's
4: not true. They do. My know. whole no, I, can, I don't know where you're sitting, but my whole session Upper thinks bowl. I'm hilarious.
2: I know they definitely do. definitely <laughs> not. But I, know, you know, I,
4: I question as I question it as much as everybody else because I can be an idiot sometimes because you're genuinely, a lot of times you're genuinely. But like what a, I'm doing though is I'm I'm being an ass.
2: I'm just doing what I do and nobody's nobody's but you're doing it in a fun way and you're having fun with it. Yeah, but no, nobody, nobody's, nobody's someone, getting mad at me though. For, I, I think, think the, the big difference
1: bitch. that the obvious difference is that Nashville and Vegas are holiday towns.
4: Yes. Yeah. See, I think that's what it is, too. I think, and I think we're going to learn a bit as we go over to Vegas. And then, we'll, you know, as the years go on, we'll start to visit all around
5: towns and uh, we'll see what it's like. Nashville, big uh, big uh, destination for Bachelor uh, contestants these days. <sighs>
0: yeah, that probably drives the attendance in their rank. Wasn't for that sure. a
5: story last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a Bachelorette a there, but there's a hockey game
4: there. going on and they got all pissed off about it or something. Because a- what
1: we need to do is we need to go to when we do a nation vacation to a place that's not like a holiday city. Not a Vegas, not a Nashville. Then yeah, we like can when we roll into like.
5: Minnesota. No, I'm still pushing for Carolina. I'm still oh. pushing for Raleigh. See, North I think
0: Carolina, Carolina would be no, fine. I don't know
5: if I trust myself there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then fun. we'd have to look at the 06 Stanley Cup
4: banner for uh, a whole yeah, not right. looking at that. That's fair. That's
1: fair. I'll just right. Photoshop the Garth Brooks banner over it and be like, "You don't <laughs> hey, have, have one of can these." Can we talk about this?
4: How the fuck did Nashville get a Garth Brooks banner? What? Really? Yeah, they yeah, got one exact same banner. There was, I think it was at... Sam G. I think it was the girl who uh, she was at the game and uh, and uh, yeah, there's a picture in her. I was like what the hell? How do they have one? So it's so I thought we were exclusive with this guy. No, no, (laughs) no, no, no,
5: no. no. But does Nashville have a Brett Kissel banner? We don't do we? We had him in the broadcast. (laughs) Oh,
2: well, well, fuck they might. We oh, just yeah, let him didn't, talk for a whole period. No, they had, I think they may have even had their banner before us. So, so the Nashville
1: yet. Predators gave Garth Brooks a banner on November 1st, 2017, after the superstar, quote unquote, sold 151,677 tickets and raising millions of How dollars many shows for, flood, for
2: flood relief. Yeah.
1: Nine shows.
2: Yeah, it so says it that on the banner. Matched.
1: Didn't he do nine wow. shows here? Yeah. So you is, that, guys? is
4: that a thing, though? That you sell nine shows, you get a banner somewhere. I guess. Did you hear about
5: Arena? I've done Arena? nine
4: podcasts.
2: Oh, I like you You deserve a banner. Did you know that Nashville is our sister city? Yep. There you go. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, Pecky
5: Arena bought like all the uh, flashlights in some department store or uh, some hardware store to hand out to people for Toronto, uh, Toronto for uh, tornado relief to find how he. Was a good goal. No, let's not do that. Did no. you, did you um, see that? good for Pekarina though? That's yeah,
3: very
4: that's nice. A cool the coach of the cool. Tennessee Titans. He's uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. It'd be a lot better if everyone started like helping out, cleaning up instead of taking pictures. Like, put your camera down and left a branch.
1: Oof. Oof. I mean, it's true. Hundred percent oh, true. It's not wrong. Switching yeah. gears entirely from what's going on <laughs> wow. in Nashville. I want to talk about Andreas Athanasiu because he is a dividing topic right now in the nation. Hmm. First game in. Goal and an assist. We were all pumped. We were all fired up. Chanting his name. Now.
4: Eating Chick-fil-A.
1: Some folks have turned on him already. I was reading the Nation comments last night. Obviously, the Oilers lose against Chicago. People are a little bit saltier than normal. He had a crossbar early in the third. I thought last night was actually one of his best games since Mm -hmm. his first. But people are saying it's a bust trade already. How could Holland give away two picks for this guy? And I want to talk a little bit of sense into some folks of how you cannot write off a trade six games into it. Nick, tell us about Athanasiou. <laughs> Just
5: welcome to fucking Edmonton, eh? Like three mm-hmm. games in, like what a bust of a trade. Um, I actually wrote about him last night slash this morning in my morning report, saying that I thought once he was put back with McDavid, he played really well, and he he actually helped McDavid's possession numbers in the third period after two pretty bad first periods. So. Um, I think it's worth looking at putting him back on that top line with McDavid, whether it be with James Neal or Tyler Ennis. I don't think it really matters. Neal seems to play really well with McDavid, um, so that's a good pairing there. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it, there's there's rumors that he might be a little bit banged up. Like, I think he'd said bagged milk, so that, that's always a factor. But I don't know. I think he's a fine player. I think he's got plenty of skill. He's been... He, Tippett has kind of moved him up and down the lineup in every game he's played in. So he he hasn't had consistency that Ennis has had playing with McDavid mostly. So I don't know. I think it's worth putting him back in that top line and see what he can do because they they played, they played well together in the third period.
1: I also think that people need to really look at how bad Detroit is this year. And he's going from that to this. And that's a massive change. Mm-hmm. Does everybody...
4: Do you guys remember 06? Do you guys remember getting a certain goaltender? And I know is is, Roley was not looking good going into the playoffs. I have the stats
2: right here from but, my
4: yeah. T- like that was help. that was, was the last time we made a trade like this, and he didn't have a great start. And he got going. Everybody needs to calm down. Let him find his spot, and he'll be fine.
2: So Rolison was real bad in Minnesota. I don't have his record from before his trade to Edmonton, but after his trade to Edmonton, he went eight seven and four with a nine oh five save percentage. And as I pointed out on Twitter, imagine if Twitter existed back then. What we would have been doing to Rollison, it's it's a funny thing, like
1: because oh, I think man. this. Before you go on, Dan, he was six seventeen and one in Minnesota. Yeah, it was, it was real bad.
2: It was real bad. So so he came into a new team, came into a new system. So I don't know. Like it's just. We as a as a city, we haven't had a lot of trade deadlines since
1: then where we've been buyers. So I
2: <laughs> I, I would say that this is probably the first time no, we big gotta go
1: back to Rollison for the last one. Yeah. Hey, last time we were buyers it was Rollison. And this is a big and this is a big thing,
2: right? We're not used to this to this uh, this kind of a move where you're gra- you're grabbing yeah. a guy that you're gonna sign long term potentially and uh, and get a big boon out of it. And he's so gonna people find are just, his
4: comfort zone too. So right? people
2: are looking at a at a price of two f- second round picks has being a massive up pay for a mm-hmm. guy that, that we've gotten four games out of and they've yeah. been horseshit. Like, even look at how long it took Jared Smithson to get acclimated <laughs> here, right?
4: <laughs> how dare I you? I said that with a straight oh, face, too.
0: Hughes um, numbers haven't been terrible. Like, he's been on the ice for two even strength goals for and two even strength goals against. His uh, shot, shot four percentage has only been below 50% three out of the six games the other three to the six hasn't been like i don't know i i I think those are
2: decent numbers i think bag milk and nick even alluded to it that it like last night was probably he was probably the best oiler on the ice in the third period yeah Mm -hmm. like i said he rang that one off the post he He was was buzzing fast he mm -hmm. was playing hard like he was Mm -hmm. good hockey he's on a fourth line he's 13 playing 13 minutes in a game if he is banged up that could be an issue there too it's four fucking games like let's relax calm down pump the brakes
1: Mm -hmm. speaking of ice time though well, we'll we'll do this after the skipthedishes.ca plug because Tyler had a little incident this morning, mm. this afternoon on his way into the studio. I, yeah, okay. And I'm thinking that what we need to do, Tyler, is from the radio station, you just come directly here and yep. then order whatever that cocktail is that you've got there. Mm-hmm. Right from skipthedishes.ca, they'll bring it to you. No more waiting in the pull-through portion of the drive-through. It'd be quicker. It would be. I don't just let, need
0: the skip driver here.
1: Don't let drive throughs yeah. ruin your day, Tyler.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's pretty easy to ruin my day. Um, <laughs> but the drivers say. have
4: been doing it
1: lately. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I also noticed, Rick, on the weekend, you were having some skip-the-dishes decision I had dilemmas. problems. I had dilemmas. How'd it work? I don't think I
4: ended up, I uh, know, you know, I just went with a pizza, but last night, last night I was uh, in the same situation and I, uh, I went with a certain chicken joint here, not fried chicken. Mm. And uh, it was not what I ordered. What? Oh, I uh, pressed the button, skipped the dishes, helped me out very much. And my next, uh, I don't have to go through the same chicken people. But I have, uh, I have a little credit with them. So I got to say thank that. you, Skip the Dishes, for uh, making that so easy.
1: Not only does skipthedishes.ca bring you whatever you are looking for from thousands of restaurants around the capital city, their customer service is there to help you if you need it. Find people, find service, find selection. Skipthedishes.ca. Get yourself some neat. Just trick yourself. You just deserve give, it.
4: You just give them like a commercial there?
1: I feel like I did a good
4: job. The, the three, the triple fines.
1: I feel like I did a great job. Incredible. Um, before we were talking about Athanasiou, one thing I noticed last night when I was writing the wrap-up that was interesting to me, Mr. Yuremchuk, is that Zach Cassian was the lowest played forward in terms of minutes last night. He played just over nine minutes. Is he in the doghouse right now?
0: Yeah, I I don't even think you could deny it. Like, I think coming off that suspension, I, I think the Oilers and Tippett were like rightfully a little irked by that, and they're making him earn absolutely everything right now um with so that- he
1: played 939 the next lowest guy just let me scan scan would be riley Shane at 1150 obviously where's, say where's th-
2: my guy jujar uh where's jujar he's third this is
1: incredible jujar played 1329 impressive
2: i would say zacassian his minutes have been down even before he was. He got in a little yeah. bit of trouble there in his, his, yeah. his own own end
4: of the ice before. Then he got the suspension and there, whatever you, he's you've got to work on. your way out of it. It's not a big issue. It's he'll go out there. He had a real nice pass for the arch goal. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's got the talent. He's got the drive and whatever. Let's just he'll he'll bring his way back up to the top again.
1: Do you like the idea of Tippett putting guys in the doghouse and making them earn it back?
0: I think it can <laughs> ignite a bit of a fire, especially in a guy like Cassian, who we we've seen it over the last few years. Remember when he came here and it was. A playoff year, and he was running everyone over, high yep. energy. They gave him the deal, and then as soon as he got that deal, the next season, it was like, all right, well, we're probably you know he's exploring trade options. Oilers give him permission to look around because he his play completely fell off. So I think he is a guy who does need to be motivated. With that being said, he played nine thirty nine at five on five, and when he was on the ice, the Oilers outshot the opposition seven to four. I think it is time to put him back with McDavid. I think you need to get a consistent linemate going for McDavid, and I think Cassian. Is probably the best option to do that. So I would be I would have him back on the top line. I think the earning it thing was right, it was right for Tippett to do that, but now it's time to
4: to yeah, try to put your best lineup. We forward. need to yeah, we need to win on Saturday. We can't let's go into a two gamer. So you going with uh Athanasiu as well on that line there, Ty?
0: No, I go with Ennis still. I, I like Ennis' puck retrieval. That's right I think he gets in the corners better. I think he does a good job of getting McDavid the puck in the offensive zone. So I have Ennis on the left side, Cass on the right side.
4: Double A with Shehan and Arch.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's that could your be a decent line. little line too. With that the line's real got some, it's got, yeah, it's
4: got some speed on it too, right? And we all know that Arch can get to the net, so yeah, that
0: that would be my top nine right now. I'm Nick, not sure if I love Kara at center either, but that's a whole nother debate.
1: Nick, who are your ideal wingers for Connor right now that people are starting to get healthy?
5: Yeah, oh, man, it's interesting. I, uh, I like I said, it, I, I agree. Uh, Ennis is a smart player, but I, I want to see Ennis the CEO back up there. Um, I could do without Cassian back on the top line. Like I think he played fine on that third line. I think. Balancing the energy and the and the
4: do you have a better option to play in his spot on the top line then? Like do you I think, think would James Neal,
5: I think James Neal's fine okay. up there. I think James Neal finds plays pretty well with McDavid. I think he, the fact that he is quote unquote slow actually helps drive the play a bit because he can come in as a bit of a bit of a rover behind last man in yeah faster guys like that and pick up some dirty goals which the Oilers need to be a lot better at doing uh, as you saw against Chicago they chicago just destroyed us in front of front of the net in the high danger area so the others need to get better at uh, countering with their own attack that way but yeah i think that's fine and yeah having cassie on the second or, or on the third, third line with uh Shahan and uh arch and, and archibald is is fine
1: dan who are your two ideal wingers for Connor mcdavid
2: yeah i i hate having neil and chase on on the fourth line i just think it's like a waste of 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 a potentially you know Jason gets his power play time though but where where I else would like, you put him well that's why I like to see Neil up on the top line with Ennis and McDavid and then and then you're working down the line up there so you've got Jujar and Jason down with uh, I guess it would be Ennis or double A double A yeah I don't know I, that's tough. It's it's a nice problem that we have right well, now. Even
4: just in the top nine that Tyler said, you know, Neil's not in there. Chase is not in yeah, there. Yeah, so
2: that's a fourth line of chase on Neil. And I think what's nice about Ginger having a, a, a fast
5: energy line too, like Cassie and Shahan and Archibald, is keep in mind once that power play goes out there, those most of the guys in the top two lines are out there for two full minutes. So you're, so you're deploying a third or fourth line right after that. And if you put out a, uh, put out uh, guys like Cassie and Archibald, and can continue that that forecheck and that and that energy Grind out there, then I think that's. It's good to have that balance in that yeah. way.
4: That next line though is all is usually a broken line too, right? Cuz yeah. it's usually like, "Okay, hey, you're going to get 20 seconds of this, but yeah. means you're going to have to do, you know, 20 to 30 seconds outside." I and mean, none of you guys can be a power plays, and you got parts of this line, part of that line, and it's kind of like the opposite of when they do McDrysdale yeah. after every power, after every uh penalty.
5: I think having once Clefbaum so is Kluftbomb back by the way tomorrow. Uh, he's supposed he, to be a game-day decision. Wilkie says think, he's a
4: maybe. I think he's I think they play him.
5: So, I don't know if you have this on the run on All-Bag Milk, but if he comes Back, who comes out? Is it Russell? Yep. So right to me, it's, to me, it's Russell. I don't, know, I don't know how you can even put together
4: an argument for any other guy Sly, I, because he Sly does, Sly Sly especially going left, lefties, righties. Slide Jones
5: back down. I think Benning. so. Jones is. Pl- I don't, Jones honestly, has been really good. Honestly, I would say work Clefbaum back in and start him on the third pairing with Benning first because because Jones and Larson have played well together. Well, you can put him back had with a his couple
0: gu- rough games though.
5: You can put yeah, him back I, on his yeah. spot, but you don't have to
4: give them like the, the twenty five minutes. You yeah. can spread those yeah. line, You can spread those minutes out a little bit better. I wouldn't, really, I wouldn't change up the pairs, but you can definitely work on the deployment instead.
0: Jones, like, does, I have his numbers up for you guys right mm-hmm. now. Against Anaheim, 64. Uh, this is even strength. 64% of the shot. 64% shots for. Uh, against Vegas, 55. Against Winnipeg, 54. Against Nashville, 58. But these last two games, Dallas and Chicago, 28 and 42. I know the rest of the team hasn't been great either, but I, I don't know. I think Tippett could... I think he will sit
5: Jones. Yeah, but that's... See, but those, those are... I mean that's how a rookie... pretty been. surface numbers I know, but I, I no think no no I was gonna say that's how a rookie plays like because oh, if yeah. you look at the games before that against Anaheim he has a fifty two point four scoring chance percentage right there For, and then forty six like if you're if you're all setting between forty five and fifty five that's that's not bad like just because yeah. you're below fifty doesn't mean it's bad it's actually kind of average and you
4: got to keep giving him the opportunities to correct his game yeah you can't just take him out and, and, hurt and honestly
5: him. when you look at the if you look at Larson compared like Larson is just. People who want to trade Adam Larson fucking drive me crazy, man. The guy is such a quality expert shutdown defenseman, and he makes Caleb Jones look decent. When Caleb Jones has good numbers like that, it's because Adam Larson is playing incredibly well on his
2: right side. I just think that Tippett is a guy that shades towards the the vets, the vets. And yeah. and, and I think that, Russell, and fu- and I'm not fair. saying that's, I'm not saying that's wrong or right. He's done something fucking right this year. So, and I've kind of liked that there there's been more of a tinge of, you know, trust in Tippett's decisions. Cause he is, he is figuring stuff out, right? Smith has been, has been really good and people can point to the numbers of Koskinen and say like, he's a better goalie, but, but Tippett seems to figure out that mojo of the team right now. And that's good. But, I just think that Tippett probably wants to keep Russell in the lineup. Probably slides Caleb yeah, and I, Jones.
4: I, That doesn't. Yeah, I, he'd have to be hard pressed to convince me that he's a better option right now, especially would, at lower numbers, at lower minutes.
1: I would agree with Nick or uh, Rick. Just Caleb Jones is looking really, really good right now,
4: and he's playing in. He's playing out of his out of his league again right now, right? Like he's not supposed to be playing that second mm-hmm. line minutes. So let's bring him back down to. 14, 15, 16, 17, and see what he does there. The, against same against point. that type of uh, caliber of competition as well.
0: I, I was going to say, though, Nurse and Bear have been taking almost all the hard minutes. Like, yeah. Nurse and Bear play against the other team's top line. They've been doing that pretty much every game for a month now. And
1: yeah. that's why I cannot wait for Clefbaum to yeah. come back in. Because just reducing... Darnell nurse and Ethan bears minutes is going to make them look better. And
4: it's just like when you, when you brought yam in and it just allowed guys to filter down to a place where they're a little more comfortable with quality competition and more minutes that way.
1: I also want to see what life is like without Chris Russell. Thank Cause you. it's going to be that way next well, year. Probably Well, we did though, when
5: he was out there, when he was concussed for a bit and we, were fine. And we did fine. I, so to also me, say I would like fine without
1: club bomb though, right? I would also, like, yeah, but it's not, Mick it's David. a lot less on, sustainable. Kind of. What is Big Trade McDavid. <laughs> no. uh, Think we, about the return. I would. I would like to see Caleb Jones
4: stay in. Personally. You got to start looking at it towards next year. Like I know we're we've definitely doing what we're doing this year, but there's got to be some vision to to going forward, and that's where it. Is. And that's kind of where it too. When Green comes back. It's who do you plan on having your team next year? Green or Benning? Oh, or or neither. Probably because, Benning. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. then how do you go and pluck Benning and put Green in there? It was that would trade really confused me. They got matter. a lot of
0: demon man. It's, yeah, it's that's a good fine. problem to
4: have. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. It's just how do you? It's got to be tough to look at Matt Benning in the summertime if you pulled him out for Green in the playoffs.
5: I just think that is more of like a when you are in the playoffs and you are starting to feel the grind. You have a veteran defenseman who's into, you know, Stanley Cup Finals and has been deep in the playoffs. Oh, and I get I, it. That's all it is. I think but what if you're Matt Benning and you've been
4: here a couple years and you're, you know, there's nothing wrong with his game. I know people like to shit about it and stuff, but if you go look at the, at the fancy stats there and stuff they don't just, they don't, don't score when he's out there very often. You know, he's doing his job. He's it's, a very
1: quality third pairing defenseman. I don't understand what people want from Matt Benning sometimes. Mm-hmm. Steady minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steady minutes. I don't want to even notice him all game. It's like Tyler that's said, perfect. it's going to be a good problem to have because yeah. they also have Daddy Bouchard that's going to be coming in eventually probably starting on that third pairing right side as well. So it's going to be interesting. But I'm How young at- is our defense next year?
0: That's another thing too, man. Like it is very realistic to expect Bear, Jones, and Bouchard will all be regular D-men next year. Yeah, I do. Which Ooh. is crazy.
1: Looking ahead at tomorrow's game against the Blue Jackets, like Rick said, this is a – all games are must-win at yeah, this point. Yeah,
4: don't use the must-win because I think that's overused. But But you, you need to bounce back. You need to come back and show that, you know, what we did. We need that game against Nashville. We need like that, that type of a game.
1: Looking at the Blue Jackets, they are two four and four in their last ten. They are 12 nine, and eleven on the road. They lost a heartbreaker in Calgary the other night, which I was you know I was having it a cocktail. Our hearts. I, I was watching it. I was mad, man. Super mad. Like there was what two nothing with five minutes left, something like that, mm-hmm. roughly. That and massive was, save in overtime too. Yeah, they yeah. lose in overtime. Just you fucking idiots. So, my question to start, who starts in net tomorrow for the Edmonton Oilers? Is it Koskinen or is it Smith? To me, based on his last two outings including there's, last night in relief, I'm going with Miko Koskinen. Well, there's the game, t- there's the game Saturday, then a game Monday, and then a
4: game Wednesday. Mhm. Cuz you definitely have to look at you have to look uh look ahead too to see what's going on, but yeah, that's man, there's an there's an argument for both sides of this. There's an argument to get Kate, okay, Mike, shitty. Sorry. Get back in there and get back in and just in your way, and there's a Kate, Miko, it's your, you're up. Let's go.
1: So looking at the schedule, we got Columbus on Saturday. Golden Knights are here on Monday. Then it's Winnipeg is here on Wednesday and the New York Islanders on Friday to round out the week. And then next weekend, they've got Philly on Sunday, Washington on Monday. So there's a back-to-back
4: in the games this week. Are there any matchups there where you're like, so-and-so has to play this game. And therefore, can you work backwards from there? I think that's the way you have to look at it, right?
1: So we got Columbus, Vegas, Winnipeg, New York. Like the Nick Vegas wait.
4: game is going to be big. So who do you want? Who do you want to be in your Vegas goalie? Again, therefore can he play Saturday?
1: So yeah. last game against Vegas, it was Miko. He had a nine hundred nine save percentage, uh, just outdueled by marc Andre Fleury in that one. Nick, what do you think?
5: Uh, yeah, I I wrote it again about it in the morning report. I think Koskinen is who you want to go with, just because he I know Dan alluded to it. it his stats are better. His, his deep stats are better too. Like if you look at what's called the goal saved above average, Mike Smith is like fourth last in that category. Uh, that just means like the quality of shots he's facing compared to other goalies, he's letting in more goals with the same amount of quality shots and amount of chances against. And Koskinen is on the positive side of that. And I just think that it's funny. I was thinking about it uh, against Nashville or sorry against Chicago when after Smith got pulled it's it's funny how different they play the two goalies and that's a good problem to have i think it's important to have two goalies who play different styles um but it's it's so interesting like Koskinen is just so steady back there and the one thing that drives me crazy about Mike Smith, somebody put, I read it on Twitter not too long ago and it, I think it summed it up perfectly. Mike Smith plays like a fucking road hockey goalie sometimes. He does, <laughs> man. I've been saying that for all year. And like the fact like as soon as he <laughs> feels pressure coming into the zone, he just flops onto his stomach and tries to make these like scorpion style saves, which prompted somebody in the comment section to call him Scorpion King Mike Smith the other day, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I like that. Um, and so it's like, sometimes I get that like the fire and the energy is great to have. And, you know, we want to see that in the Battle of Alberta. But sometimes it's also nice to have, you know, you're going to have a guy who's just going to, like, be technically sound back there. Miko's way more technically yeah. sound. But you're talking, like, and obviously these, the,
4: the comparisons here are out to lunch, but you're yeah. looking at, at a Patrick Waugh and, and, and a Hassock type of guy, sure. right? yeah. A guy who sits there and he's steady and he's whatever. And then there's Hasek who
5: you're not sure what he's doing out there, but The problem is to be that kind of player, to be that kind of goalie, you have to be really fucking good at being that kind of goalie. I was, well, we've yeah, said it, it a bunch of you. times.
1: It's like you live by the sword, die by yeah. the sword with Mike Smith. And last night, and I'm not blaming the loss on him, uh, he didn't have a great night, but nobody did. No. There was a couple of times where he was like the Jonathan Taves wraparound goal. He may as well have been at the blue line for that one. Yeah, he he, he was got caught out. I, think, out.
2: I think he assumed the puck was like in the net already. Empty, That's yeah. why he like turned around like, uh, oh, shit. And then the Kane goal where he... I believe he thought that Caleb Jones was a Blackhawk player removing the stick from his hand, so he kind of flopped. What it looked like to me, no, like he was he was selling sense. the, but it looked like he was selling the stick getting knocked out of his hand more than he should have, because I okay. think he assumed that Jones wouldn't hit his stick. So then he's out of position. Not saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just think that to answer the question about the Blue Jackets game. Tippett is going to go back to Smith he's he's I think he's okay and he's rightfully okay to think that Koskinen can play against Vegas if Smith has another bad game but I think that I think he's going back to Smith again
1: Tyler
0: I think this team can't afford a bad performance between the pipes and right now I think Miko Koskinen is the safe play you look at the two starts right now for Mike Smith that I've pulled up on the screen he's faced 51 shots and given up seven goals look at Miko Koskinen's two appearances so far in March he's faced 53 shots and allowed one goal it's a no-brainer, man. You got to go back to
4: Miko tomorrow night. Are we even games played between those two guys still? Um, ish, ish, Miko has Miko's
0: played thirty six games, has thirty two starts. Smith has thirty six starts, so
2: thirty six, thirty two for starts. Hmm.
1: It's going to be interesting as we get yeah. closer to the playoffs because this goaltending thing is not going. Game to be one late. is going to be interesting.
2: Well, it's, I think it's coming to the point now where Smith's had a couple of bad bad performances. He had that hot hot stretch through uh, mm-hmm. through January and and into February. Um, but he wins. Some might say he's vasilevsky esque But he wins. In his record. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that I just think that right now Tippett has the has the pulse of his goalies more he than does. anybody, and so you you trust what he's doing right now. But yeah, I, I believe that Koskinen is primed and ready to take over the net going forward. So it's your choice numbers too.
4: Your choice would be Miko, but you think. Coach I think goes that, with. Uh, yeah,
2: I think. Yeah, the, yeah the, you guys are. You guys are all right. You're giving the analysts kind of look at the at the play. Koskinen's had a great week. Smith hasn't. But I just believe that Tippett is going to keep going back to that Smith well until he can't anymore, and then Koskinen's going to go with it right into the playoffs.
1: It's going to be interesting. The thing is with the goaltending with the Edmonton Oilers, you never know which one's going to go in, and sometimes you'd be like, "Why are you doing that, Tippett?" And then they win, and you're like, "Well." Oh, but do we ever feel
5: trouble. that way when Koskinen <laughs> goes in? I think we
4: have We've we've sat here And talked about it before And then yeah. there's times Where you're just like Alright And I've, honestly at this point I
5: try not to answer Goalie questions yeah. anymore I just don't I don't know like, You know the thing is too Is that This time of year Whoever gets hot down the stretch that's just who you roll with. It doesn't it doesn't matter who mm-hmm. has the better stats going into it. Like come playoff time, whatever guy catches fire, you just roll with that guy and he takes you to stand like a final like man fucking Michael Layton F- took the Flyers <sighs> the final. final. Remember,
0: man, but they I think they started with
5: Boucher and Well, that that's what I mean, run, like, right? it's like whoever, it a shit show. It's whoever ca- even when Cam Ward beat us in 06, man, it was uh Urban. Didn't that's, happen. No Gerber. Sorry, I do that every time. Yeah, it was Martin Gerber
1: anything. started the, the first round for them. I remember right? like, game six and then the rest being canceled. That's what I remember. <laughs>
5: UC. I'm just... All I'm saying is... Thank that God for I, we, I think Dan said it right. Tippett knows... Knows his goalies well. He knows what makes him tick. Like, who knows? Maybe it's even a whoever just had a better morning skate that day, and he's just like, "Fuck, I, I, I'm feeling." He, he reminds me of like well, they he raced down the entire
2: hall- plate of breakfast. Well, no, no, they just, raced down the hall. <laughs> they raced down the hallway pre pregame. He's like, "Oh, you are <laughs> this hard well, today. No, Like,
5: he he reminds me of like a Dusty Baker in, in like as a baseball manager, which is like it's just his gut feeling. He's like, "I'm
1: feeling Smith today. I'm going with Smith." Could you imagine that race though? Now I'm thinking about <laughs> Rick's thing. Those are two large gentlemen, <laughs> and that is a lot equipment. of limbs <laughs> flying around. I'm like,
5: oh yeah, no one's allowed to be anywhere. Close. I feel like Smith would take it too seriously though, and like body check me go into the into the wall or something. Well, so if we do it
4: on table. like one of those inflatable things, there's that wall down the middle, so you can't touch. You don't want to. You don't want guys fucking with each you
1: other. You right? gotta
2: attach to bungee cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice.
1: an American Gladiator style joust for the net. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of an <laughs> MXC fan myself, but Man. around the horn, real quick, score oh, predictions. True. Around the horn, real quick, score predictions on tomorrow. Tyler, your M check.
0: Um, I am going to say it'll be a thriller. At Rogers Place, and the Oilers will win six
5: three. Ooh. Ooh. Nicholas, Col- good. Columbus is getting a really, really, really good goal contending right now, so I think it's gonna be low scoring three one with an empty net. Rick five two Edmonton. Let's go,
2: Daniel. Three two OT loss. In, yeah, I, knew oh, I, I knew it. I did again. It. I knew he was calling the OT loss. <laughs> <laughs> he always said he goes, Well, okay. Here's the slowly. here's the here's my thought process. We have had what? This is our fifth tour of Europeans coming to visit us. Our German friends are arriving this evening. That's going to be their first Oilers game. Tyler's our European friends right now yeah, don't usually have a good start to their trip with the Oilers, and then we're always kind of like, "Okay, it's going to get better." We promise it's going to get better, and it does get better. So I believe that they will lose the first game, and then we'll turn it. You into See, but it's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new Oilers. They're going to so. start. They're going to come in.
4: going to come in, and they're going to get five wins. Hold on, I'm Dan, happy I'm you're
2: wrong. blaming our guests? Nope. For, That's what it sounds like. That's, nope. Yes, no, (laughs) no, I just think that's the way it goes. And uh, you know what? They'll be there cheering our MVP on real loud. So maybe Leon has a huge game.
1: I'm going to go with a four, three Edmonton win because I said so. Tyler, get your buttons ready. It is time for the Oodle Noodle hot and cold performers of the week. Stop his uh, his stretching to get back to the mixer. Oodle Noodle is giving away a trip for two to Thailand. All you need to do is go to their social media accounts on Twitter is Oodle underscore noodle or on Instagram. It is at Oodle noodlegram. All you have to do is follow them, follow AMA travel, tag them both along with your travel buddy. It is just that easy. The contest ends on March 15th and no Thailand is not Tyler's bedroom. Everyone. He does call it Thailand though.
2: <laughs> what a scam that would be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're giving away a trip to Tyler's bathroom. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, I
0: don't
1: know. (laughs) As we always do, we start with the veggies here. We're going to start with our cold performers of the week. I'm going to look at Dan's not ready, so I'm going with Dan. Thank you. What, uh, what, a, what a teacher move.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they call it too. Yeah. I'm just bringing up the, uh, the schedule here of the team that I'm going to call out. It's an Wait, entire we were, team. We were supposed to
5: read pages 10 to 12 last yeah. night. Oh, I only read 10 to ten to 11. Fuck, were
2: you in you my, my high school? 10 to 12? <laughs> I thought you said pages Jesus. 10 to 12. Was, I'm ah. having flashbacks. You got to call here. those this teachers out,
4: man. You look them dead in the eye. Go for it. Call me out. Call me out. Call me out. they like, oh, this guy obviously
2: knows what the fuck's going on. Leave him alone. Um, <laughs> but my cold performer of the week is the Bakersfield Condors, and, and, it's like, and that includes, a little that includes our it cl- includes it's all, all of our Euler prospects that are still there, which is not as many as it used to be, <laughs> and so therefore I there's a there's an asterisk next yeah, to it. So asterisk, on the graphic, yeah. Tyler, please put an asterisk next to it. But it's the Bakersfield Condors with an asterisk. Because they are just fucking ass right now. They are depleted, whoa, but they are whoa. bad. They have lost, uh, they have lost, I think it's their, I think they, I don't think they have a win in the last 30 days. Sweet. So there you go,
1: what did I say? Uh, They're fucking
2: ass. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Rick, your cold performer of the week, brought to you by Udelmoo. Well, I'm not gonna lie,
4: guys. It's uh, I think this is a tough one to to pull out. I we've agree. Uh, we've had a decent we've had a decent little string here, and it's you go down, and you look at players, and who's underwhelming, and I don't know if there's one, but I guess you got to pick one. So, hate to pick on him, but we're going with Gaeton Haas.
5: Boo! <laughs> I didn't, no button. I didn't get a button. Oh, that's cold. I
3: thought
5: the boo was instead of the button. Boo.
1: <laughs> Nick, your cold performer of the week. You uh, I don't know.
5: Uh, the team didn't play well yesterday, but you know the goalies play in a heightened position, so I gotta go with Mike Smith just because he got pulled, and Koskinen came in and didn't allow one single goal after that. Mm. Mr. Uram,
0: a fantastic point. Oh wait, sorry, Nick.
3: Uh,
0: my cold performer. It's uh, it's gonna be Kara He's not handling the move to center all too well. I don't know. In what my that's opinion. About. Um, I, I'd like to see Gaetan Haas in the lineup centering over him I, I understand why Tibbet's doing it because of the penalty killing but haven't been a big fan of Jujar Kara at center so he is my uh,
2: my cold performer of the week I just finished my homework the Bakersfield Condors last win came on February the 5th so there you go full I mean, calendar can, month of no wins Dan it had to be on Bagmelk's desk at the start of class Yes, so yeah. Yeah. I know. still get 10% I don't off. get part credit for that no
5: but that's
4: good that's good uh, knowledge for anybody who's playing on cool bet
2: <laughs> yeah, if you're betting
0: on Condors games which Tyler Why is not no I've never bet on an American Hockey League no game. ECHL,
4: all the time oh, wait till the playoffs end HL. and you're still like, well, I guess it's not really the right time yeah. but yeah
1: my cold performer of the week is the Eastern media that, that keeps moving the goalposts in terms of what a heart trophy candidate should do it's got to have 232
4: points if you're going to play with Connor and play on the on the power play
1: whether it's playing with Connor McDavid, whether it, whether it is getting too many power play points, they have got an excuse for everything when it comes to why Leon dry should not win the Hart trophy to me. He is far and away the best player in the NHL this season. And my cold performer of the week is the Eastern media that keeps making up excuses. Name, uh,
2: name, uh. The, name each one of them. Let's go.
1: I don't have enough time. The guy from too- Boston. Oh, and Hacks also secondary Cole performer of the week oh. is TSN going with the Matthews is going to win the Selkie, the Rocket Richard, a Nobel Prize, and the Vesna probably. <laughs> I have money Selke. on him to do
2: all those. Selkie in the future. Wait, Rocket are they Richard actually saying
1: he's going to win Selkie in, in, f- in, well, in, in the future? Had said
2: he would. He could win it down the road. But the, the Richard, he's second right now.
1: I did actually like Ryan Getzlaff's quote from today. He's like, I don't know about too many 50 goal scorers that are good two-way players, but whatever. <laughs> Switching gears, the Oodle Noodle Hot Performer of the Week. I'm starting with myself because you know who it's going to be. No. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. What? I'm shocked. Four game point streak. He has got nine points over that span. He is lights out. And I also like that right now when he's scoring. I look down at my phone and I get a text from Tyler Uramchuk. And talks about the low shot. The fist pump with the leg up. I, that thought that was Rick.
4: I thought uh, Rick said that. No, no. I brought the uh, attention to the fact that Mark Messi has scored those goals ah. all the time, too.
0: Yeah, but Nugent Hopkins, man, every goal he scores is the same. He picks up the puck, one leg up, snapshot, usually low blocker, sometimes low glove. Yep. Usually it's low blocker and then his yep. celebration. His first NHL goal was that against the Penguins. Remember, he picked it up in the slot and just picked a low corner. Then he does his cute little like two fists, like pointing <laughs> at the guy that passed him. like,
5: yes. So, so you're saying basically he's Alex Ovechkin. Yes. That is his Ovi move.
1: Yeah. <laughs> put some right respect now, on my name. But right now, that shot, that low blocker shot
4: is unstoppable. It is. When you put it the right, when you put it the right dimensions, it is unstoppable.
1: The old seven hole, right? It's mm. a fucking laser beam.
4: 14 inches off the ice, I think, because yeah. the pads are like 12 or 13.
1: Ryan Nugent Hopkins, once again, my hot performer of the week. Put some
3: respect on my
1: name. Amen. Tyler Uramchuk, your Oodle Noodle Hot Performer of the Week.
0: Uh, Pretty simple. He stopped 52 of the 53 shots that he faced. He single-handedly won them the game against the Dallas Stars, and he almost did enough to uh, keep them in the game against the Chicago Blackhawks. The offense just needed a little bit more. Miko Koskinen. He is my hot performer of the week because he's been
3: cash money. Oh. Yeah, Beautiful. he got to time that himself. Beautiful. <laughs>
1: yeah. We do need some new buttons, though. So if you have ideas for new buttons for the button bar for the hot and cold, send them our I way. I got a couple of good ideas. Excellent, Nicholas. Good, your hot performer of the week. We talked about, about him a
5: little bit earlier, but I'm going with hedge, head coach Dave Tippett, and the reason being specifically, excuse me, is in that Nashville game down uh, up to nothing. Uh, they always start to bleed goals at the start of that second period and he makes the shrewd decision Time to call out, that timeout timeout calls that timeout early in the second period and calms the boys down and just regulates the game after that and i think that is a veteran coach move and that's the kind of thing that will win you a lot of games in the playoffs
1: pretty sure he's got a pretty sure he's got a stockpile of timeouts that todd mcclellan just never yeah, used. todd
5: never used I, them. I, I, I thought the same thing i'm like man if mcclellan was still coaching we'd be bleeding to death by the middle <laughs> of the second period like it'd be five two by the middle of the second period
1: ricky your hot performer of the week
5: well, I know you
4: guys picked your guys for the reasons, but uh, Mr. Four Goals, Leon Dreisaitl.
5: Oh, you mean a uh, Texas hat trick?
1: That was hot.
2: That's hot.
1: What's hot? The Texas hat trick? I've, I've never
5: seen a te- Texas
4: hat trick that's not hot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we've go- <laughs> Yeah, okay. We all have. No. All right, yeah, Please yeah, yeah. don't Google it. Everybody saw the tweet. <laughs> okay, just checking. Don't Google it. Google <laughs> it. it. Dictionary
4: Do not Google it. Okay, Google I it. <laughs> Don't Google it from your your work computer.
2: By saying don't Google it, the more people are gonna Google it. Just don't use your work computer.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely don't Google it at work.
2: Or around friends and family.
1: Or do it. Whatever, whatever your (laughs) kick is. (laughs) Dan, your oodle noodle hot performer of the week. Uh well,
2: it's uh our second round pick from last year's draft, the steal of the draft, I would say. Raphael Lavoy through L- uh lavois sorry Lavoie. uh Lavoie, if you're me uh <laughs> through uh oh, through okay. his previous three games last week he had six points in three games and then he's added another four points this week so he is just absolutely on fire with the Shakutami saguns yeah. <laughs> what
5: the fuck was that i don't know that's, that's how you pronounce, how pronounce it I, yeah, <laughs> I think
2: that's how you pronounce it lived in halifax. i did he knows live how in halifax how i followed the qm wait VH. hold on you what <laughs> i did live in halifax oh i don't think i've mentioned it before that's ever on the podcast fact.
1: I still want your Twitter to be Dan from Halifax.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So Raph Lavoy, and then he he tweets out daily Halifax. Ouch!
1: Oh, there. See, see. <laughs> he's Nick's
2: been really, he's been really pushing that I've one. Been pushing for this gimmick change for like yeah. Yeah, six months
1: at least. Just to wrap up this week's podcast, I want to tell everybody about the brunch party we've got coming up on the fifteenth. It is eleven thirty a.m. start against Philly. We are doing it at first round downtown. We are back downtown. Tickets are available at nationgear.ca. They're only 10 bucks. We are raising some money for junior achievement of Northern Alberta. Excellent cause. Excellent opportunity to get everybody together. Watch a game. Have a good time. Swag bags, as always.
4: What else will there be?
1: Memories that last a lifetime.
4: Uh,
2: there'll be a pop-up star though for Nation Gear.
1: (laughs) Go out hook it.
2: Was that my button press? Because you never gave me a button press.
1: Go out hooking. There we go. Dan is so salty. I am. Go get go get your tickets to the brunch party. That is March 15th at first round downtown. Raising money for a good cause. Watching a little hockey, making new friends, looking at people you follow on the internet that you don't have to talk to.
2: Speaking of downtown first round bag milk, go ahead. If you want to come watch the game on Wednesday night, we will also be there with our 30 or so German friends. So if, you wanted to, if you're listening to the podcast, you're looking for somewhere to go on a Wednesday night to watch a hockey game, come watch it with our closest friends from Germany.
1: That is Wednesday the 11th. First round downtown. Have yourself some wings. They're delicious. They're good for you, probably. It's mm-hmm. chicken. Of course it is. That's going to wrap up episode 76 of Oilers Nation Radio. I want to thank Sherwood Ford the Giant out in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta. SkipTheDishes.ca for feeding me. And Oodle Noodle for making the hot and cold performer everything that you could ever hope to be. Okay. That's going to wrap it up this week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Oilers. Shout out, Damien. Best wishes. Thanks for listening to Oilers
2: Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast.
3: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.